0: Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more.
1: I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share.
0: Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric.
1: Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Couch Talks. My name is Kat, and I am the host. And today is a nice, special Couch Talks episode because I have my friend, my colleague. What else are you to me? Um, Your spirit animal. Are you my spirit animal? I was going to say my spiritual guide. I don't know. You're just a human. And you're here and your name is Stacy. Hello. And she is also a therapist and somebody who actually works at Three Courts Therapy with me, which is the practice that I have in Nashville. So I brought her on today because there are two questions specifically I wanted to ask her because you hear me talk about my perspective as a therapist all day long and sometimes it's nice to have somebody else. So if you're new and you don't know what Couch Talks is, it is a special bonus episode of You Need Therapy where I answer questions that you guys send in to me. And we always like to remind everybody that although I am a therapist, this is not therapy or a substitute for therapy. It's just a way to help you either get into the conversations that you want to really get into in your life, or maybe it will encourage you to go to therapy, or maybe it will encourage you to talk about something different in therapy. So, this week we're doing it a little bit different. One, because Stacy's here. Two, because I put a note out on social media asking for quick, rapid fire ish questions for the podcast. And I'm going to save some of them for a Monday episode, but then I thought we could answer some of them today. And usually we just do one answer and I take a long time to answer it. Well, not a long time, but <laughs> we're going to have like five questions if we can get to all of them. So, uh, let's get to number one. I'm ready
2: for the rapid fire. Okay.
1: So the first question was, what growth made you the most proud of a client? And this one is hard to answer and I feel it's unfair to answer because I I believe a lot of my clients have had really amazing growth and I don't really like to rank it, but there is just one really special memory that sticks out and I'm just pulling one. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I've worked with Cat before, it doesn't mean that I wasn't proud of you or didn't think your growth was important or any of that. This was just a really cool story. So I had a client and I actually, was her therapist in a treatment center. Then I started a private practice and she found me in my private practice. I worked with her for years and she did a lot of really awesome work. She was incredible. And then at some point she just like ghosted me She had like owed me a couple sessions worth of like money, but it wasn't that big of a deal. I really was more concerned with like, why isn't she answering? She didn't show up from our session and then didn't answer my emails or my calls. And she was not like that. And eventually you just kind of have to like, let it go. If they choose not to answer you, that's that. And I'm not going to like send collections after her, like getting those two sessions paid for was not that important to me. So I kind of just like let it go. and, And I was sad and a little worried. And then two years later, I got a phone call and it was her and she was calling from a treatment center in another state and she called to say she was sorry it that was so incredible. cool she called to say she was sorry and she was like I ended up struggling and I relapsed and I didn't want to tell you and I knew I owed you money and I didn't, couldn't pay for it and I just had so much shame that I just like blocked you out of my life and thankfully I got some help and I think she was struggling with something at that point and she needed my perspective as her past therapist and so I talked to her and her therapist in the treatment center but it It was so cool to get that phone call because I knew what it took for her to reach back out after she felt like so much shame. And the fact that she had relapsed and then ended up back in treatment to get help again. Now, I don't know where she is now. I hope she's like on a good path. But that was one of my favorite stories because I did not expect that phone call. Yeah. Can you imagine just getting ghosted from a client and then two years later, they call you and they're like, I'm so sorry, but I'm okay.
2: That's literally like the best message. I know.
1: Yeah. So, that's that answer, and then the next question is: Do any of your clients listen to the podcast? And yes, the answer is yes. I don't know who I. I know some clients who listen to it because they tell me, but I'm sure more could listen to it. A lot of my clients listen to your podcast. And they a lot of me. our clients find our practice through the podcast. Yes. so that is a thing, and I don't mind it. I mean, obviously, I want people to hear the information that's talked about on here. And my clients hear a lot of this information firsthand from me. So some of them don't listen to it because it's like, well, I don't really need to, or they might want that as a boundary.
2: And a lot of times when my clients are bringing it up, it's because they've heard something helpful that they bring into session. So I love that.
1: Yeah. So the answer is yes. How do you feel about all of the online therapy options? Well, to be honest, I don't know too much about them. I know that they're there, and I know that they're less expensive than therapy, like normal therapy in person. And what I believe is that's better than nothing. So if that's what helps somebody get their foot in the door when it comes to therapy, who am I to say that it's bad or wrong? I don't have enough information about it to say that it's bad or wrong. I think it serves a really good purpose. It's accessible and it's less expensive and it might not be the same kind of therapy. You might not be able to do EMDR or experiential therapy or any of that, but you can still have a helpful experience, I believe. Now, this is where I bring Stacey in and I have two questions. And the first one I'm asking Stacy because she is a marriage and family therapist. So I am a licensed professional counselor. So we have different degrees and we have different licensing boards, but we're both mental health professionals and I don't work with couples and I wasn't trained to work with couples. Stacy can and does work with couples and was trained to work with couples. So I have my own perspective on this as a therapist but i wanted to ask stacy because this is more of her wheelhouse so the question is should you see your therapist for your couple's therapist or should you get a separate couples therapist
2: Ooh, that's such a good question of course i always lean on supervision and consultation for each individual case like this but i will say that i typically lean toward separating the two mainly because i guess if we pose it as I'm seeing an individual and then they would like to have couples therapy I've already really established some rapport and relationship with that person and I just as a human being I feel like not that necessarily that it's hard but it's just fair it's hard to not have a bias and
1: just to like acknowledge that about myself and to keep it fair well I like what you said of I lean towards supervision and consultation for each individual case because I think there are definitely places where that would be appropriate Mm -hmm. and there are definitely places where that could actually be harmful. And so it's not just a one and done answer.
2: I actually have a case in which I started with a couple and one of the two because of work would be out of town and I kind of brought that to supervision and consultation because a part of the couple wanted to remain as an individual client and that and you're
1: doing that yeah we're and gonna I think do that, that what they like preach to us in school and I think generally gets thrown around is when you're a couples therapist the couple is your client yes and so it would be like a conflict of interest if you then were seeing one of them individually However, part of couples work could be a couple sessions individually with each person. Mm-hmm. But if you're really wanting to get into the woods of of your own stuff outside of that couples work, then it is definitely a case by case, I think, but the general rule of thumb was always no. That's not to say there aren't spaces where that would be appropriate. So, there's that, and then my last question for today. I feel like I get versions of this a lot and I think we've addressed it before but we're going to address it again and I want to hear Stacy as well say her piece and it's how much should I be talking in a therapy session versus my therapist and I feel like this question comes from people who generally are wanting more from their therapist mm, and maybe um, don't know how to ask or maybe but but th- this is hard to answer because, it, again, it's like there's not a like, it should be 70 30, it should be 50 50. It should depends. be. It depends. It definitely depends. And there are some clients who, like, I barely talk. And there are some clients who need a lot of direction and guidance. And there are some sessions where I'm doing a lot of education. And there's some sessions where the client just needs to like process and just hear me be a sounding board. So how would you answer that question? How much should you be talking versus the client?
2: I'd start with it depends because we are there assessing what the client needs, what they are bringing in, I would respond to that. To your point of some days, clients do just need processing time. I'm really careful about letting that go on for multiple sessions because sometimes clients look up and they're like, oh, she just lets me talk all the Mm -hmm. time. That's not really helpful. But I think it really is important to just stay attuned to what do they need? What are they bringing? Sometimes I'll even say what is important today?
1: Right. And like, what do you need today? Because I noticed that you're talking a lot today. What do you need today? You said, I don't exactly how you said this earlier, but it makes me think about does the client or do the person who's asking this question know how to appropriately ask for what they need in session because I ask all my clients who have been to therapy before in our intake have you had a therapist before what did you like what did you not like number one thing I get is my therapist didn't really help me she kind of just like let me talk and then the session was over yeah I, didn't really I hear anything. that a lot and so the question I always have in the back of my head is like well did you let them know like did you tell them that you wanted more did you ask for this was there a conversation around this or did you just like sit there and and hope that they would do something and a lot of therapy and a lot of how therapists might work is they might not give you something until you learn to actually ask for it and if we just like tell you what you need you're not learning how to figure that out Mm
2: -hmm. and I also just don't think that's helpful I don't know what you need I don't yeah I I shouldn't be telling you what you need (laughs) yeah
1: Yes. So I think that is, again, a case by case, which oftentimes that's how I leave you guys with these like open ended answers. But I would really encourage whoever is asking that or wondering that themselves, even if you didn't ask that, is if I'm wondering this inside of my body when I'm in a session, what is keeping me from actually wondering it out loud to my therapist? Like what's keeping you from saying, am I talking too much or what's keeping you from saying, I really am looking for more direction here or... I'm not, I don't feel like I'm getting what I need. Like, what is keeping you from saying that? And that might actually lead you to what you need. I like it. So, that really does it for our rapid. We did a good job. I feel like I did that very rapidly. Agreed. I probably was talking extra fast. So, just the idea of rapid fire questions, I feel like I should be speaking faster and I already speak really fast. So, sorry to all you guys who you might want to like, can't you half time it when you're listening to a podcast? Yeah, you can. you can speed it up, but you might want to slow it. Well, we've already listened to it by now. So never mind. Anyway, we met the assignment. Yeah, we did meet the assignment. Well, thank you for being here for this quick little jaunt. And we're about to go possibly go for a walk. It's about 1000 degrees 90 out. Degrees. So we might just go to a restaurant. <laughs> anyway, we're going to think about it. Wish us luck. I will talk to you guys on Monday for our normal episode. And I hope you have the day you need to have. Bye. Bye.